I'm F-R-E-E, fuck nigga free That mean I ain't gotta worry about no fuck nigga cheat And I'm S-I-N-G-L-E again I find hanging out the window with my ratchet ass friends I'm F-R-E-E, fuck nigga free That mean I ain't gotta worry about no fuck nigga cheat And I'm S-I-N-G-L-E again I find hanging out the window with my ratchet ass friends Go, 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 go I mean, that's always what you want to be, G. Like, listen, whatever situation you got, you got a man, a boo, a partner, a, a, a situationship. As long as he's not no fuck nigga, G. F R E E, fuck nigga, nigga free. Hey, like, mm. no, like, that's mm. important. Because mm. fuck niggas, and you know, I don't be saying niggas, G. But fuck niggas be giving you a headache. Like, no, nah, I don't be saying niggas. I don't, you know, I don't, but sometimes you just have to say it. But no, no, yeah. Fuck nigga free, ladies, because it's about to be the summer, okay? So if you're going to be in your hot babe summer, hot girl summer. Fuck nigga free summer. Please, like, let it be fuck nigga free summer. Like, you want peace. Have fun, but have peace of mind. Okay. Well, hello, 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 guys. How you guys doing today? My name is Damiel. And I am Erica Mona. And this is Cross Cultured. Back again. Okay, I want to be transparent with you guys. Mm. I just, I just want the listeners to know. We decided to take a month off, a week. A month, like a month not off. A month off, a week <laughs> off every month. Absolutely, you know, uh, May is Mental Health Month. Yes. So you know, we like for our mental health, we need to take uh, just listen. We're here with y'all every week. We giving y'all the information, the tea, the entertainment, everything. We just deserve a day off. We deserve a day off. Well, let's say the truth. It's been three years. We've been going super hard. This is year four. Okay. And we're growing up. This is year four, year three. We're still in year three this now. This is year three. Year we did four. third year anniversary this 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 month. So don't that mean we did three years? If it was the third year So we're we're in our we're still in our third year. Next year. Oh, next year. Anyway, we're uh-huh. creeping into far. That's Please, what I'm we're saying. still young. That's what I'm saying. Uh, we're know, going into year age. four. Don't be rushing the age. Come on. But yeah, guys. Um, so yeah, so a week that you don't hear from us, that's exactly what it is. We're chilling. We're podcast free. <laughs> Shit, I'm finishing a paper. We're catching up on laundry. We're doing what we need to right. do. We're sleeping. Shit. Something. But anyway, girl, how are you? How was your week off? Well, you know, from podcasting. How was your day? You know, give us a tea. Any highlights? What are you clapping for? Myself. Oh, okay. So, guys, if you're my close friends, also, you also heard a lot of this tea. Mm-hmm. Remember I told y'all they stole our money. Right. Um, We finally went on the field trip today. Nice. And it's like, even though it was Friday the 13th, knock on wood. Oh, it is Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th gets playing um, Freddie. I mean, Jason. Anyway, it's Friday the 13th. Everything went super beautifully. Okay. The weather was beautiful. So y'all got the money back? Y'all find no, the thief? No, we didn't find the thief. That's still an unsolved mystery. Okay. Um, But we went on the field trip today. It was a beautiful field trip. I feel accomplished. The kids had fun. Chaperones had fun. Mm-hmm. Everybody had fun. That's good. And we made it back perfectly fine. So I am so happy that phase of my life is over. Because mm-hmm. it was kind of stressful. And... 
Who would have thought planning a field trip would be the equivalent of planning a project management? Okay. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's I felt my is. project management certification come in handy. Oh. I'm like, nah, I need the scope. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's my, that's what I've been doing these past two weeks, doing school and doing school. Okay, that's good. Congratulations. I'm happy that, you know, you guys were still able to get the field trip and the kids weren't sad and you guys weren't sad yeah. as well. I mean, I still don't know who stole my money, so I'm on there with everybody, but. Y'all ain't got cameras? No. Hmm. Is it, isn't it allowed to have cameras in school? Schools be broke, bro. They don't be mm. paying for shit. Even the richest of schools don't have cameras really in the building. Maybe in the parking lot, but right. not the building. Right, right, right. Not where it needs to be for Hell real. Hell no, because teachers ain't trying to get caught up. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, for me, you know, it was Mother's Day weekend. It was last weekend, right? True. So that was nice. I had a great Mother's Day. I got me a massage. That, I, that was, was so great. needed. I had a hot stone pedicure. You know, they had the hot stones massaging my feet. Man, it was nice. I got a nice gift. It was a good weekend. Um, trying to see what else. <sighs> What else have I been doing? That was pretty much been the highlight so far, you know. Oh, I had I was actually a, a red carpet host for a, a movie that came out. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Because I'm part of a, a Nigerian production team where, you know, they create, produce um, Nigerian movies. And, you know, if you guys are familiar with Nigerian movies, you know the things we complain about. So our goal with this team is to make sure we produce quality, right, visuals and audio, like, good cinematography and all that. So actually, I was the host. It's my first time, you know, ever doing being a red carpet host. I was a little bit nervous, but it was quite fun. So I'm like, okay, look at me adding something to my resume. Okay, it was cute. Yeah, it, it was it was good. It was good. So I'm doing it again this Sunday. It was a nice experience, you know, just to, because, you know, since I've had my son, I don't think I've done, I've not, besides the podcast, I've not done anything like media related right. in a hot minute. Yeah. In same, a hot minute. I feel the same. Yeah, last time I did something, I was, like, still pregnant with him. Um, so now it's like, okay, I'm just, you know, getting my feedback out there. So it's exciting. Like, it just kind of, like, kind of, like, woke me up again. Like, that interest, mm-hmm. that passion, that drive. Like, girl, this is what you used to do. Like, after, even though I was nervous for a little bit. But after a while, it just became natural. Like, all right, come on, yeah. people. Like, I'm ready. Come on, you know. So it was great. It was great. Oh, that's, that's cool. Like. That's super interesting. There's Lala. You looking like Lala. Is that I don't know if that's a compliment. Or it is no Lala's. Lala is a legendary like VJ, video host, video jockey. Ah, VJ. VJ is a video jockey. Mm. That's what they were originally called. See, I'm deep in his media. Thing. I didn't know it was called VJ. They're called VJs. So that's what they do. Like the people that host, right. they used to do the countdowns. And so it's like Lala, like that's her. I bag. remember her. Yeah, till she you got into I mean? acting and stuff. Yeah, and she just hosted the Met Gala. That's actually what made me say. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, y'all, so let's get into it. Um, Dami, how do we like to start? We like to start with the hot, 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 hot topics. Hot topics. Okay, so weeks ago, we talked about Black China. You know, she's suing the Kardashians um, for $100 million uh-huh. over the fact that um, she believed they made, well, they stopped her show that she had with Rob. Rob and China. Rob and China love story? Or love it's China? like Rob, Rob loves China. China. Something like that. So she's suing them, and you know it's a big court case with um even her mama. What's her mama's name? Tony. Tokyo Tony. I was, I was gonna say Tiger Tony. G. Damn, you bogus. <laughs> Tony the Tiger. <laughs> I don't know why. Not frosted why. flakes. <laughs> but anyway, she lost the case. The update is that she lost the case. It is over with. 
um, the verdict had been ruled. And now she was trying to get the judge um, kind of questioned herself because she feels like mm. the judge was like biased and was mm. being was on the other people's side. But that was declined. Um, and now, you know, I feel like she's going through stuff. I feel like she needs to go to rehab. She's obviously a drug. She's into drugs. I don't yeah. want to say drug addict, but she's into drugs. Angela. So her, her new thing that she did now is that she got baptized on her birthday. Mm. I mean, hey, I'm a Christian. Get baptized you know, cleansed by the Holy Spirit, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I get it. But this is just giving, this is just giving publicity, okay? This is just giving, like, more attention. Come, you know, come give me attention. Look at me. I'm being baptized. Like, so I could be in the shade room. Like, it's not genuine. Damn, you bogus. You don't think her baptism was It's not genuine? genuine because I watch her show. Her, what's the doc, her documentary yeah, or whatever that, she had that one on the Zeus. last couple of episodes she was going to church oh I want to go to church oh I'm you know talking to pastor praying and this I beg that's what they all do they want to end it with I'm going to go to church and pray and then we see them again doing the same nonsense damn so yeah. as a Christian you ain't saying people can have a journey they can but it's not a sincere journey ain't not damn, no real you bogus. nah yeah let me be bogus let me. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be the. I'm gonna be the. Bogus. Yeah, I will be the Christian that will call her out and be like, "Sister, you condemning her journey." I'm not condemning. I'm not condemning her journey, but I'm gonna call out like, "Sister, you need some serious help, okay?" Because people get baptism. You think, "Oh, okay, I'm getting baptized. The water, who fresh? Oh, that's it. Okay, yeah, it's supposed to be renewed, reborn, you're born again. But it's more than just being." deep in the water and come out. It's just, it's more than yeah. that. Come on now, like, what? How, where is the life transformation? Maybe what she process? transformed her life from that one week. That was a week ago. <laughs> Maybe she's transformed this thing. Well, we shall see. We shall see. If I see something different, then I'll come back and take my words back. Oh, yeah, yeah, everybody remember. 10 yeah. minutes, episode 110. But all jokes aside, I do feel like she really has some serious issues that she needs to address. I think, and I've always said this, I've always said that she... Black China, Angela, was on her way out. And then she this, was. this whole thing where her best friend's little sister stole her fiancé mm -hmm. destroyed her. And I've did. always felt that she's been on a silent vendetta to get them back. Her being with Rob, that's her what being that with was. Rob was a silent vendetta. This is the whole thing. Is a, like I just feel like this whole saga has always been... You let your 16-year-old sister steal my fiancé. Absolutely. And I cannot because Black China was really like, she was out the strip club. Mm -hmm. She was selling lashes. She had mm -hmm. a lash bar. Mm -hmm. She was she had many endorsements on Snapchat. She was working on being a mom. She was. She was trying to get, that's when she was building her celebrity friendship social yeah. circle. Like, she was doing that for yeah. herself. And then she was ridiculed. Yeah. When her best friends. 16-year-old sister stole her fiancé. This is why they say, okay, as a Christian, I'm going to say vengeance is for God. I get it. I get the pain because I can't imagine the level of ridicule, embarrassment. Like, that's embarrassing. Like, uh-uh. Because it does question, it makes you question your worth as a woman. Like, Hell yeah. Like, damn, a small a girl. A 16-year-old girl. She took my man this little white girl been, took you. that I've been with. Like, yeah, I, I, I get that. But it's like... It's, you know, when you have revenge in your heart, you have hate in your heart, you know, and you dwell in that, it's just going to eat you up. It's no winning from it. Even if you may have little wins here and there, yeah. it's really no winning from it. And as we can see, you know what I'm saying? Like, even just watching her documentary, 
it wasn't entertaining like that. It really wasn't because for me it was it was quite sad. Like, damn, this is what your life looks like. Mm. Like you're fighting with your mom, you're fighting with your best friend, you're fighting with your makeup artist, your friends, whatever. You don't have no genuine person around you that truly loves and care for you, yeah. or you either push them away. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's really quite a sad story. It, it is really, really sad to see what's going on. You know, the whole, the stealing her boyfriend. I mean, they too, they will have their own punishments. They will have mm-hmm. that. They will get their own punishment. They, they really will. I mean, they're getting it too. Come on, what's going on with them? What's going on with Kali? Okay, she just had another baby, but there isn't there no, there's drama in her life. She's dealing with her, her baby daddy's drama. Yeah. That's drama. Chloe, Chloe too, that be stealing people's boyfriend back in the day. What's going yeah. on with her? Okay, Kim. They say Kim too is not innocent. Ray J was saying Kim released the tape and all that. I always that. thought that. I don't know why Ray J dropped that like it was news. I thought we all came to that conclusion years ago. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't really a, know that. Child, we all knew that that, that that they leaked that sex tape together. By themselves? Hell yeah. It was a rollout. Everybody knew that. Damn. Cause like that even how mama knew about it. Because that was That's literally nasty. like the second episode of the show. Damn. Was really? Kim talking about the sex tape being leaked. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, that's nasty. That's but shit. boy, that was pop, that was raining back in the day. Don't say it's nasty. That was dude. That was the. No, I'm, I, but I'm saying. Oh, as it's, a mom, it's, it's nasty. As though, a mom like, to be involved. That's yeah, weird. come on now. That's nasty. Like, uh, uh-uh, uh, that's no. That is just that's yes, nasty. mom. You shouldn't have been involved. Y'all not even, even if, if y'all knew, poor, poor. Come on. That's what I'm saying. Even if you knew and she already did, because I feel like they already did it. That was the thing. They already did it, and it was already kind of out there. So I think. Chris was just like, well, shit, if it's out there, we got to flip it. Mm-hmm. Like Mimi did. You know what I'm saying? How, me- how did, what did Mimi flip? Remember, come on now. I remember her sex tape, but what did she flip? She flipped the sex tape. What do you mean flip? I'm it, was already, the fl- it was already out there, mm-hmm. so we just sold the rights to a porn company. Oh, for me, what I got from that Mimi stuff, that was, that movie, that, the sex tape was originally, it was... <laughs> The way it was shot, it was shot as a porn. No, uh, you could tell in the first sh- 20 Kim, minutes not, not it was like, regular. Not like then Kim, they added to it. Like Kim, it's on something like, we on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever little nasty thing you're doing with your boo. And it's like, oops, okay. But, but Mimi, hell no, but you wanted to sell that no, shit. No, with Mimi, the first 20 minutes, because I did watch that for a day. Damn, how many hours? No, was that it? shit was like 40 minutes. The first <laughs> 20 minutes was authentic sex tape. What made it authentic? Because you could tell they was just in the bed. It was just on some sexy shit. Then, the, like, you could tell the parts that they added to it to give it the sex, you know, the porn uh-huh. thing. But you could tell when it was like, because they cut back and forth. It would be like, oh, they in the bed for real. Then that's when you start seeing shower. Sure, shower. Girl, I'm telling you, it was like, what was the natural progression? Like... <laughs> Y'all didn't even stage this well. Mm, mm, mm. And as we all know, couldn't no real shower ride hold you like that. Hell no. Like that had to be secured. Uh uh-uh. uh. But anyway, my poem said they're all, you know, they're rich, they're successful, but I don't think they're not at peace. They're not at yeah. peace. They're not at peace. They're no man, no man. No amount of vacation and breaking bags and give them peace. They're not at peace. I'm like most people. I don't hate the Kardashians. I don't. It, I don't it, it fact, has nothing to do with me. I don't hate them. I will go as far as saying I don't even think that they're the problem in black culture. Like people be trying to make them. Okay. I think the problem has and always will be the fetishization of white women. Of course. That's it. Because the Kardashians could not exist Without the black fetishization of mm-hmm. them. That's it. Their Absolutely. whole career is being with black men 
that be thirsty to be with the Kardashians. Because they cool, they a cool family. They ain't going to stunt. They like, they cool. They do the whatever. They all open and free. You know what I'm saying? Especially as black people. I don't, like, they're, not, they're not bad people. They're not bad people. I don't they think just, they're bad people. They're just people. rich. They're just rich white girls. Yeah, they're, they're, I don't I don't see them as bad people. But I blame all the black men that go like Tiger and teach them black culture and and teach them how to assimilate and say this is what we like in black culture. This and is Kanye how West, Kanye, you know what I'm saying? Tra- uh, Tiger did it, Travis did it, Kanye did it, Lamar did it. Every black man that forces them. You know what I be yeah. thinking? I think about um, Chloe's best friends, the twins, Khadijah and Malika. Malika. I wonder how them as black women feel, or like what is their convo- if they've had that conversation with the girls. With they the, don't see it. You don't think like they see what like what we're discussing? No, I don't think they see it. I feel like they see it. I feel like they see it. I think, they but know. I feel like I I think that they see it, but they don't say anything because it's like, well, fuck it, we getting money because. I mean, yeah, there were actors here and there, whatever, but they're not household names. Well, they were in Sky High and then... (laughs) (laughs) Not Sky High. And ATL, G, like, you know what I'm saying? Because they're the only black girls in the movie. That's what made me remember. Um, But, and then, you know, they've been on the show. They've had little spin-ups, whatever. They have, like, the little Facebook twin. They have, like, a Facebook twin show, whatever. And this is based on the fact, you know, them being... Associated with Chloe. Of course. So I feel like... They're just like, listen, girl, it is what it is. Like, I'm sure they, they know them as individuals. They're good people. As we said, they're not bad people, but it's okay. Let them. I think to them, they genuinely think that, like, that they just found themselves in this space, mm-hmm. and that's just the men that they date. I think that's how Khadijah and Malika think about it. I think that they all just is like, oh, well, we're in this, like, space where, you know, because at the end of the day, Rappers and shit and basketball players are now the creme, like they're the yeah, top, the top. the top celebrities. It's mm-hmm. no longer the Brad Pitt. I mean, Brad Pitt and them always gonna be Brad Pitt and them. But like, what I mean Girl, by that Brad is Pitt's like, going down. like the upcoming white actors mm-hmm. have are the same like celebrity echelon as like rappers mm-hmm. and athletes, which funny. it wasn't before. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of like this is just I'm trying to date the richest, hottest men, mm. and it just so happened the richest, hottest men is rappers. Anyway, yeah, we'll see how. Well, Black China girl. She needs to let that go. My though. Christian sister, I wish you the best. I wish you the best. My sister. Abby. All right, so let's move on. I can't believe we forgot to speak about this. This literally happened like April 1st. Okay. So, you guys know Auntie Monique. Monique. What's Monique's last name? It's just Monique, right? No. One word, one name. What you mean Monique just got one name? Like, no, like, what do you know her last name? I just know her as Monique. Uh, I feel like they do be typed. Yeah, go ahead. Say what. I'll look for it. Okay. Monique so Willie. Monique Hicks. You ain't know that shit. It's Monique. I just looked it up. Yeah, we know her Monique. as just Monique, uh-huh. right? So Monique was blackballed by Tyler Perry, Lee Daniels, and everybody. This has been an ongoing thing for like five, six years. Even longer than that, really. I can't remember when Precious came out. Since like Precious out. came out. Yeah, I can't Where remember when Precious like- came out. We were young. We were definitely still in high school. So this has been many, many years. So on April 1st, Lee Daniels did come out and apologize publicly to Monique, um, which then led to her getting a bunch of roles. She has a reoccurring role in um, BMF, the uh, 50 Cent Star Show, as well as her being cast in Lee Daniels' new um, 
I think it's a, a, a thriller. Yes, it's a Netflix thriller called Demon House. So she's replacing Octavia Spencer's role. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just got recently casted. But I thought this was interesting because we talked about this for so long. First of all, I'm so happy that Monique got her, you know, yeah. her redemption. Because people really tried to play her. Because it's like not only is she being redeemed from Lee Daniels, mm-hmm. this is also a Netflix check. Okay, because she had that issue with Netflix too. Yeah, I can't forget how they disrespect her. Netflix disrespected Monique, and mm-hmm. I will stand by that. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy she got that. And it's just nice to see that Monique is researched. Mm-hmm. But the question is, is it true that that if you embarrass me publicly, the apology needs to be just as loud? Absolutely. Now, it doesn't happen in every case, but, you know, you have the balls to embarrass me and shame me and ridicule me in public, right? Then, okay, you've come to your senses. You got to have the same balls to apologize and make shit better. Exactly. You had that same set of balls? Come on, bring it back up. You you, you just have to because there's just no way. Because then it's going to make me look like, damn, I went all this. Yeah, thank you. Nice. You were, you know, apologize. We cool now, but mm-mm, mm-mm. But at the end of the day, it's like you really don't fuck with me like that. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you truly care about me, you would apologize publicly. You would make it public, because I think that fact of the matter is they did blackball her. Wasn't Oprah, too, involved in the whole situation? Oprah was involved in that. I don't know about Oprah no more, y'all. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. But, you know, I just think that I'm so happy that she's getting this moment. Mm -hmm. I'm really, really happy, because I think that, for me, I be feeling like I be put in situations where people think I'm crazy because I'm speaking up for myself. Like, everybody always try to make it seem like... When you speak up for yourself sometimes, people try to make it seem like you're doing too much. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Monique was not doing too much. From the jump, she was just like, why do y'all want me to go on a worldwide tour promoting this shit and y'all not paying me for this movie? Exactly. Point blank, period. Exactly. Point blank, period. Like, y'all wouldn't do any other person like that? Nobody. Because I'm a sis? Nobody. Mm-mm. So I think that, like... This is just a great, great, great redemption story. I love a good redemption. I'm happy for her. And I'm happy that she stood her ground. Because sometimes it's like, you know, when you're attacked from many ends. Yes. And I'm sure many people are like, come on, Monique, chill. Come on, you're doing too much. Relax. Just take the money or be quiet or whatever. But she's like, nah. So with her to, like, stick with her guts and now ripping the benefits, I think really that really? also just speak courage. You know, yeah. like, if you really believe in something... You have to believe in yourself more than anything, more than anyone, you know, because if you don't believe in yourself, how do you expect someone else to believe in you? You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it was just seeing how strong she is in herself, in her talent. 50 Cent saw that. And yeah. someone, people saw that shit. And that to me is just kind of like, I don't know if 50 already knew or if 50 saying he was going to bring her on BMF sparked mm-hmm. it because it did seem like 50 made a post yeah. about like, we need to bring Monique back. Mm-hmm. Then Lee Daniels apologized. Yeah. Then she had these two gigs. Yeah. So I, I really wonder what the real behind the scenes were. But shout out to Monique. Shout out to her. And shout out to 52. Yeah, ass but One thing about 50, he gonna, even though he very equally degrades black women. Yeah. He going to stand up for black women. Absolutely. He does like, like me and. Um, He's fair when he comes to like business and arts yeah. and media. Well, me and uh, me and Courtney, shout out Courtney, we were talking once, and we were like, nobody breaks female actresses like Fifty. Wow! Like black I, female at least leads. Decades, all been his him. all of his power things have strong black female leads. That's so true. And it's like they become something. Yeah. Like it becomes like 
We know her. I remember her. She was like, he gives them that opportunity to be a strong black female lead. Absolutely. To be a mafia lead. Like Mary Mm -hmm. as Monet Tahada. Baby, bad. Don't play with Mary no more. Damn. Like, you know, what's her name? Naturi Naughton? Girl, one of us forgot she was in 3LW. She can, that was the, the, her acting career. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, she did Broadway or whatever, but it's like, that was Like mainstream. That, media, yeah, pop media. That's her that. portfolio. Absolutely. So it's it's great. Shout out to Fifty Two. Okay, let's switch it up. Let's get into like some serious shit. Let's talk about this rappers out here, okay? Gang, gang. So, Young Thug, Gunna, and amongst others, they are basically being charged with conspiracy to violate the racketeer influenced and corrupt organization. So Rico. Uh, relating to various activities over the course of a decade and participation in criminal street gang activity. And I think this is, they're arresting about 28 other people, and it's like a, a, a gang called Young Slime Life. Which is their label as well. Ugh, wow. Okay. So, like, you know, looking up just stuff and talking to people, they're basically saying that, what's this girl's ex-boyfriend's name? Regine. Lucci. Lucci. You know, him being in jail, and he did mention, like, he feels like Muffa's trying to kill him in jail, and that Young Thug is the one yep. that's been trying to kill him two different occasions. Apparently, there's a recording of Young Thug on the phone, you know, saying, yeah, get that nigga type of stuff, whatever. And it's a possibility that they may face life. I ain't gonna hold you. Thug are going to prison. He going. And now they, they they consider him a flight risk. So, like, Damn. they're not allowing him to travel. They denied stay, his bail. Like, you you locked. They denied his bail. You locked in. Uh, What's his name? Gonna turn himself in not so long ago. They denied his bail as well. My question is why? Here's the thing. Funny enough, I think while you were on leave, me and Jeremy, I think we had a, a episode called um, Is it's Rap Dangerous? Mm-hmm. Is rap dangerous? And what we were alluding to was this, mm-hmm. right? That as part of being a rapper, part of keeping up the facade of being a rapper is rapping about these crimes, rapping about killing, murdering, keeping up with a lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like in every other genre of music, because we forget so much that hip-hop is very new. Mm-hmm. It's 40, 50 years old for real. Mm-hmm. It's so new. We are. This is the first time where we have elders in our genre, right? So it's like hip hop was based on a bunch of young, foolish, wild shit. If we be honest, you know what I mean. Not saying that no, not all hip hop, not Run DM, you know, but to like the the essence. If you want to see like the nineties hip hop, but it's like not all hip hop. Like part hip hop was definitely on some like not the culture, not the music, but the culture. Okay, because that's okay, what I'm saying. okay. The culture that's the conversation right there. It's like not the music, because yeah, they used to be like, yeah, back to school, you a fool for running with drugs. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> you know, cool my DNM, that's how they was rapping. Right, 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 right. But like the culture of hip hop has always been we're in the streets. Mm-hmm. You know, we're trying to escape the streets. Ice cubing them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So on and so forth. So I think that this is the first time where we're seeing a culture that's like, I'm still hip hop, but I'm with my family. I mean, I look at Snoop Dogg. I'm sorry to cut you up, but like, yeah. just answer your point. Look at Snoop Dogg. Yeah, Snoop Dogg is a, he, 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 he grew up in the streets. Look at he our elders in hip hop. Look at Snoop. Look at Ice Cube. Look at look at all the NWA. Dr. Dre, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like these was these are the pioneers and originators of gangster rap. 
Look at all of NWA. Ice Cube with his family. Snoop. Girl, he, Snoop he, he, making, he making ABC family drama. That's what I'm saying. Snoop is a grandpapa. Like what? Like Dre just trying. Like these, all of these men are calm now because yeah. they're older now because they get it now. And I even feel like before they even became older, yeah, right before they became the elders, they look he left that lifestyle a while ago. Because I know Snoop had that case, right? The murder case. The murder case. Baby. He fought it. Whatever. After that, he kind of he chilled down. He chilled after that moment. He was like, I ain't doing this shit no more. You know what I'm saying? And this is before he became a, a grandfather, whatever. I feel like it got to a certain point. Like, I, right, we made it. Hell yeah, like, when you like, fight for like, your life. Like, like, we made it, G. Why? Why? Like, it's it's cool to, you know, steal no motherfuckers in the hood, help motherfuckers here and there, whatever. But why are you? Even what's his other rapper? Is it Casanova? What's his name? Casanova. That's in another there too. one, too. For you to face Rico. And I also think they just kind of like, the problem with us when we get affluent is we want to do, we want to bring hood shit to places where hood shit can't exist. It just cannot. It just cannot. Right? And it, don't, it doesn't mean you're not black. It don't mean you're not hood. It don't mean you ain't come from nothing. It don't mean people can pull your car. I tell people all the time, people think because I'm sweet, because I'm educated, because I'm nice, because I'm eloquent. People think it's sweet with me. Dang, it's not you, sweet, you G. Saying? You a G? I'm not saying I'm a G. I'm just saying it's not sweet. Stop trying to disrespect me. Like, you okay. know what I'm saying? Because that's what people inherently think. And that's right. what they were trying. You know what I'm saying? People inherently think, like, you a lane, you a square. I can come at you anyway and nothing going to no, happen. You know what? I totally agree But it's like, G, yeah. don't come at me like that because now I'm going to have to get active with you. Absolutely. Now, my active ain't Rico active. <laughs> <laughs> and murder chair. Let's put that out there. I ain't getting no Rico. <laughs> Me no have less fun, yo, no rico, no none of that. But yeah, it's just kind of like I just really feel like people try so hard to prove that they tough, that they about this life, that it get them caught up. It's 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 a big shame because all these young men, their fathers, they have like baby kids. They have five year olds, six year olds, like kids. kids. You know what I'm saying? And it's like. You made it in the sense that, okay, I don't listen to, I'm not a big fan of his music per se. Thugger. Not really. I mean, I like some of his songs, but I, I would never play Thugger. <laughs> I just would not. <laughs> but it's just like, you made it, right? How many people, as much as there's so many rappers, like there are hella rappers out there, but it's just like, only two or few would really make it and have make some type it. of legit, legitimacy. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's been out for a little minute. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, like, he's not no fresh rapper anymore. He's definitely up there. And he produces stuff, whatever, despite the disquette he be wearing and his, you know, his style is questionable. Let's just leave it at that. Whether it's style or sexuality, whatever. But it's just like, okay, you made it. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're successful. You know, everything you do now, it's going to affect you and your generation. It's going to affect you. Like, you guys don't think about that. You don't think about, you know. Legacy. But wasn't we just having a conversation and I was telling y'all that a problem in the black community is we don't think about legacy. We don't have we don't have that concept of respecting your elders and respecting the generation after you. Even respecting even respecting ourselves. We don't respect yeah. ourselves. We don't value our lives. Because, you know, um, baby Thomas, my son, um, his father is, you know, African-American. And, you know, me being African, you know, there's definitely that disconnect, right? In the sense of, like, sometimes I do question, like, okay, so why do motherfuckers be like this? You know what right. I'm saying? I'm like, I'm asking, I ask him, like, okay, what type of nigger are you? 
You say he a hood nigga. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I'm like, you a street nigga? Are you a, like, you know what I'm saying? A hood nigga? Or like, what type of nigga? Or like, he, like, hey. Again, I don't say nigga, but this is appropriate for the Mind conversation. Mind you, that guy said nigga at least seven times since we've had this I, conversation. That's what I'm saying. It's appropriate for the conversation okay. for today. No, I just want to let people know. But, you know, he said he a hood nigga because he grew up in the hood. You right? But, as you said, you have to know when to leave that mindset, that lifestyle. Yeah. You know, because even him, he said he has friends that he had to leave his group of people to be able to have the type of life he has right now. He's like, he has a family. I can't be moving the same way. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to move better. You get, you, you have to have sense. So I'm like, okay, so why do people, you know, like, is it always like, okay, poor neighborhood, you know, lack of resources, you know what I'm saying? No good teachers, no textbooks, the mama always working, no dads. You know, like, that's People are attracted story. to gang life. But that's what it is. Sometimes people be so sucked in into that lifestyle. Like, people, like, it's not even like, oh, they're selling drugs because, like, I'm trying to help my family. I ain't no other way. But they just want to be in it. They, yeah. They, they, they just want to be seen as a hard nigga. That shit glamorous. This but motherfuckers be scared. And, you know, he was saying, like, a scared nigga will, like, hurt you first. And that's the same thing that guy, Waylo, even said in yeah. one of the podcasts. He was saying, like, especially these young dudes nowadays... It's like they're just trying so hard to be tough. They're trying so hard to prove, like, yeah, I got a gun. I saw some um, video on Instagram. Motherfuckers, kids, high school kids, G, during the gym, playing basketball. And they were, all of them came in with guns. Yeah. All of them came in with guns. You know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, we came, we strapped up. We ready for anything. We, we got 20 and guns. We, know we got 20 guns in this bitch. Why? To kill yourself, G? Like, why? These little kids don't be knowing shit. Like, is it over some pussy? Like, I'm trying to get, like... <laughs> Not pussy. No, because that's also... Be, it's like, oh, I want to see it seem hard to other guys, but also to women, too. Like, it's sad. It's the, ridiculous. It, it's just such an overcompensation. Like, this conversation can get really deep. Because we can really talk about black masculinity. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? We can talk about social economics mm-hmm. shit and we can really just talk about culture and the state of blackness in america and what does it really mean to be black and what does our future look like and what do we identify blackness with mm-hmm. because even within ourselves we have so many conversations of what is not authentic blackness mm-hmm. because of what because we you know we so often say if we don't identify with struggle we don't That's we don't identify is. ourselves as black struggle hardship Pain, violence. strife, violence. You grew up poor. You yeah. saying you probably only had noodles for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like you were always at grandmama's house. Poverty Olympics. That's really it. Really what it be is. poverty Olympics, and it's just kind of like even to it is such a brainwashing disease. It is that even when you get to the point where you're not there anymore, you're striving. You're, you're striving to authenticate yourself, and still with it. Absolutely, and you know this stuff starts super early too. Yeah. Again, you know, motherfuckers just be looking on the internet and stuff. And it's a, um, the news, they went to, like, the hood, you know, asking young boys, like, okay, why are you guys like gangs? And he was like, the guy was like, yeah, I'm in this shit. You know, it is what it is. This is what we do. And it's my time to die. It's my time to die. Like, if someone do something to me or my guy, I'm going to shoot them and their people. And if they get me, they get me. I kid you Ask not. me how old this person was. He wasn't more than 60 years old. And yeah. I'm like, gee, I was shocked because I'm thinking, like, ah, right, he in his 30s. Like, he, he been in this stuff, his life, in this, you know, lifetime in a while. He a teenager. Girl, my teenager. students was starting gangs. They was gang banging the other day. What do you mean? They, girl, look, 
straight up was like, one of the kids pushed another kid on accident. Another boy pressed him like, hey, don't touch my boss. Swear to God. He said, don't touch my boss. No, no, wait. Walai talai. He didn't say, don't push my friend. He didn't say, don't push my buddy, my brother. He said, my boss. As in, a guy at the top. I said, hey, you. You what the boss? He said, yeah, I'm the boss. I said, so y'all in the gang? Then, he, then the other boy said, yep. He told me don't push his boss and threw up some gang stuff at me. Hey, Jesus I said, what Christ. you throwing, bro? Obviously, throw folks. Um, so you gang banging? They said, no, nah, we in a group. <laughs> I said, nigga, you in a gang. Fuck what you talking about? You in a gang. He said, we in a group. And it's just, but, that, but you know the thing. Oh, my and when goodness. I asked him, I asked the little boy, I said, what's this? You're not even like this. You're a smart boy. You're an eloquent boy. I don't even like that you're running around with these boys in your class. Your Which one did you ask? The, the boss? The boss. I said, you're smarter than these boys. That's why they called you the boss, because you're smarter than them. Right, right. He said, I, I need a protection. What? I small age rule. Small age. Remind us what grade and what age. I teach second grade, age, seven to eight-year-olds. These seven to eight-year-olds. I be putting y'all on. Seven what, to eight-year-olds is watching? mature. Who are they watching? First of all, power... It's on 24-7. Power literally has a season of something on all year. So you think that's what they're watching? Kids watch so much shit with their parents. You know what I'm saying? So, and even outside of that, the adult, like, let's even stop saying what kids watch. The adults their in parents. people's lives yeah. be so, like, we into this shit. Yeah. Rappers, their idols, the music they listen to. Absolutely. They're into this shit. So why wouldn't they... Be into this shit. I'm so happy that me and his dad, we've cultivated the habit of like, like for me, when I watch my shows at 9 p.m. when he's in bed. Yeah. Like every show I watch, because I literally watch A Kid and Me, Gracie's Corner, from day morning to night. I'm like, I'm fine with that. It's okay. Or some Disney Channel. You know what I'm saying? But when I want to watch my shit, you know, violent, sex, whatever it is, we watch it at night. And whatever movie that we watch, it, we're like, okay, maybe we make sure, like, all right, it's okay. Even in, in the car, G, we be playing. When it's all three of us in the car, his dad looks to, looks for a Disney soundtrack. And that's oh, what we listen cute. to. Like, really. And, like, this is his idea. Because it's like, the music plays that music, too. Boy, that music for girls and boys. Because in girls, there's going to be sex. In boys, there's gangs and violence. And sex. Insects, but the sex mm-hmm. come a little later. Yeah, what they attract to first, girls attract to sex first. Yeah, believe it or not, I hate to call girls. I hate to say it's about girls, but girls attract to sex first. Yeah, because I mean, because that's what the music is about too. That's and that's what the yeah. media portrays, or that's what it shows out for girls. Sex. It's the sex. Be you sexy. know, you can sexy. You will. You wearing scanty outfits and seeing how guys treat you with how sexy you look. It's really hard as a woman because it is be like it do be like. If I want a little bit of attention, let me be sexier. If I want people to treat me better today, I'm going to be sexier. That's pretty much you it. You know what I'm saying? Like It is like that. But, you know, going back to all of this, it just is like, it saddens me. Because on top of it, they're trying to get, who, who was it? They said little baby the other day. They was looking into mm-hmm. something. They got shit on. You know what I'm saying? It was G Herbo that they caught with the guns and the money. This is going on with the Casanova going to prison. Kodak just got out of prison. Like I know Metro Boomin was also saying something too. I mean, gonna say we gonna say. It's just, it's sad. It's a shame. It's a big shame. It's a big shame. It's a big shame. Shame on them. I don't want to hear free thugger. 
I don't want to hear it. I'm sorry. Because that's one thing that would blow me to. Free Thugger. Because his girlfriends already, they already posted Not girlfriends. That, that's what they Jerica posted. Jerrica Mariah. Yeah. Oh, Free Thugger. Oh, Free Slime. Free Family. Pray for the family. Hardship comes. Life is this. Snakes are this. Really? You, you're the one who caused the problem. You're the hardship in your life. You're the poison in your life. Please. I just feel like as a woman, if you weren't talking to that nigga to stop that shit, you ain't a woman. Either. You not. I'm happy for Regine that she out of that. Hell yeah. I told Regine. Well, I said I told you. I'm like, girl, where? I commented on Regine's shit like leave Lucci. Like, girl, I'm I'm sure her mama is at peace. Please. Yes. I'm sure her mama is at peace. Because don't like all that nonsense. Lil, Lil Wayne wasn't even nonsense like this now. Toya said, I hate dating rappers. It's not even like oh cautious rappers. Rappers like eh. not cautious, right? I mean, I mean, it's not rappers like what's his name, J Cole, Kendrick Lamar. I'm like, okay, right. that's top tier. Oh, why be in Corday? I be Corday. I'm like, okay, you know, I can. Okay, you know, we can still balance that one, but this one, huh. Lucci. Hmm. She be like Ray. His four kids, badass kids. She love being like, because me and Ray. I'm like, well, girl, you say his name he all you want to. the first one who just really digged her down good, G. He just was a grown man. Everybody know what it feel like to date that first older, older man. Yeah. And you be feeling grown. And that lifestyle, too, like feeling dangerous. Though. Yeah. Ooh. You feel like, oh, I'm dating a man. Mm-hmm. And these is, this is a man, a matureness. Mm-hmm. That was bullshit. I'm in the same. Let's switch it up. Let, let's talk about something sexy. She. Something juicy. We talking about sexy. So, you guys, um, I'm a thespian. Really? Erica's a thespian as well. Really? We love theater. We actually saw a play the other day. We did see a play the other day. Mm-hmm. It won this play that I'm about to talk about. Okay. But I had a friend that saw this play, and she agreed she concurs. Okay. Okay. So, Jesse Williams, a.k.a. Um, Dr. Jackson Avery. From Grey's Anatomy, was in a Broadway play. What's the name of the play? Uh oh my God! I actually just had it. Um, keep on talking though. I'll get it. So anyway, he was in a Broadway play, and I know what this play is about. This play is about baseball players, and he plays a baseball player. Take me out. See, it's called Take Me Out, which Mm. fits it because it's about baseball players, and one of the baseball players, him, him too, is like they having a gay relationship or some shit. It's giving Brokeback Mountain. But anyway. (laughs) In this play, Jesse Williams has a nude scene mm. where his penis is all the way out. Y'all know we like talking about penises on this podcast, right? I like penises like that. Who? Wait, what did you say? I like penises like Jesse Williams. And what kind of penis does he have? It was medium mm. length, about seven to eight inches. Wow, you calculated it? I haven't saved on my phone. Really? The girth was about three. Really? And I don't think he was fully erect. Oh. In the picture. I think he was partially. Is it a picture or a video? It was a video. I think he was partially erect. Okay. Anyway, as fine as a fine specimen as that man is, he had the audacity to get even finer. Mm. A video leaked of this Broadway performance. And ladies and gentlemen, let me just say, Jesse Williams is that guy. I'm sure Erica saved it. Y'all heard that sign? <laughs> it's giving strength. Listen, listen. Can we talk about the body that matches it too? He's a beautiful man. Because, you know, you do see a lot of men who look good facially, even like they have, you know, nice and fit bodies. But, you know, they're 
nether region is not complete. It's not balancing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. They're a member. It's not balancing with the rest. You know what I'm saying? So just to see that, to, you know, because as you said, we watch Grey's Anatomy. So it's like, we, you know, we love him. So it's like, man, this is, I see why April was going crazy now. He tweeted me once and I saved that what tweet. What he say? Because I was like, oh, Jackson cried. It was a stupid tweet. It was like, oh my God, Jackson in his feels has me in my feels. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, don't feel bad, honey. It was some shit like that. I'm Aww. about to. He's he's a beautiful man. Ooh, Chad, I'm about to think about that. He's he's a he, every part of him, every member of his, his body brain is beautiful. is beautiful. Let's talk about he's an activist. His brain is beautiful. He used to be a teacher. He's from Chicago. <gasps> oh my god! His body is beautiful. His eyes are beautiful. His voice is beautiful. He's talented. Wow, that's a beautiful man right Bless. there. Bless. Well, you know, they were saying that, you know, going down a rabbit hole on Twitter, they were like, you know, actually it is, um, uh, you know, you have people violating, you know, like his privacy and also facts. Broadway and all facts, that because you're not supposed to have your phone all and record anything. And that's also like, um, that's intellectual, taken away from intellectual property facts, as well. Facts, facts, So I'm like, damn, you know, that is true, but like shit. No, I'm it's after, true. But whoever leaked it. Thank you. Thank you, you are sis. a hero. Thank you, sis. Did I ever tell you you're my hero? <laughs> look, huh? Hell no. Hell no. Jesse. Okay. Um, I want to talk about Danny Lay real quick. That bitch. Danny Lay. So if you know Danny Lay, I do you know Danny Lay? What song does she sing? Yellow Bone is what I like. That's the only song I That's know. That's what he likes. That's what she said. Oh. Yellow bone is what he likes. Hey. Yellow, yellow. He likes my skin because I'm yellow. <laughs> I'm mellow. <laughs> anyway, that is the baby's baby mama. I feel yeah. like now that is her new title. It's shameful, but sorry. That's I mean, because she had song? a little career. Too. She, she did. made a song with Chris Brown. I just can't. Like, you know when Meg came out? She came around the same time. Yes. You know that? Because all of those girls were getting together and stuff. Yep. That's when she popped out. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we know about the drama that she went through with the baby. So she had an interview with Angie Martinez, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, she basically talked again, trying to reemphasize and let us know that she was not the side chick, that she was indeed the main chick. Um, but she said they were on and off. And the main thing she talked about was, um, the song that she made that she's very, 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 very sorry for the song that she made mm-hmm. that now that she knows better. However, um, I don't know if this lady's another piece. Of, I don't know if she's a podcaster. I think she's a podcaster also. She's an Afro-Latino. I think I sent it to you. Oh, yeah. She works on Hollywood Unlocked. Okay. So she's Afro-Latino. And she said, you know, it was some like. Um, um, like panel. Like a panel, right, yeah. for Afro-Latinas. And Danny Lee was invited. And they were having like a private conversation. And Danny Lee did say that. Um, like she doesn't consider herself black, that she's mm-hmm. not a black woman. However, she likes black men and she doesn't get why black women are so jealous of it. Right. Like she's tired of black women being so jealous that black men like us, Latina women. She's not black. I mean, you said what? She's not black. That's what I said. She said no, no, she, no. I'm saying I agree with her saying that she's oh, not okay. black. And you know, um, the reporter did say that like, sis, you can't say something like that. Like, don't ever repeat that again, you know? So, of course, it came out, and she's like, well, I never said that. That is not true. What do you think? What are your thoughts? Because I know you've been talking about Afro-Latinas for a long time. Y'all know it's one thing I'm going to do. I'm going to come on this podcast and tell y'all about these Afro-Latinas. 
I'm going to tell y'all because every time we have to talk about it, I just be sitting back like Dr. Umar, like I told you all mm-hmm. to stop engaging with these Spanish women. Mm-mm-mm. They Spanish. They Ooh, are Latina. Mm-hmm. Just because you dark skinned in your community, do not come to our community and be praised for being dark skinned in your community. Because that's what we do Afro-Latinas. They got a whole culture, a whole people, a whole everything. And here we come as black people making space for them because they damn culture tall call them too black. You better fight for your rights in your own culture. Damn. The way us dark-skinned blacks fight for our rights in ours. Mm-hmm. It's simple as that. Because they're the same ones that don't associate as being black. They're the same ones who talk down. Yeah. Even, um, you know, my sister-in-law, she's a rich friend. Um, you know, Eritrean, like, they can be ambiguous looking, like, okay, are you yeah. black, are you Hispanic, are you mixed, whatever. Right. Eritrean, Ethiopia, East Africans, you know. Um, And she was saying when, I think this is the time that she was in, like, New Jersey or New York, and she was saying, like, a lot of the Dominicans, like, they'll speak Spanish, or, like, uh-huh. they'll talk to her, like, yeah, like, you know, thinking, that she's, thinking that she's one of them. And, like, they'll talk nonsense about black women, right? Like, black women ain't shit, thinking, like, she's one of them. And she's, like... And she's always told me this, like, yeah, like, you need to be careful. You need to, like, watch out. And, like, because, you know, this is what... I don't have a lot of experience with Hispanics. Girl. Me- Mexicans, like, Latinas, Puerto Ricans. Puerto Ricans. You know, I don't have, like, deep... Even, like, in school, G, I didn't have... I mean, I had, like, a Mexican friend, but it wasn't deep. You know what I'm saying? It was no deep friendship. I ain't gonna start. Damn, let me chill. Let me chill. No, say what you guys. I was gonna say I respect Mexicans over Puerto Ricans and them Afro Latinas sometimes because at least Mexicans they straight with they shit. Mm-hmm. They say they Mexican. They they do they Mexican shit. Mm-hmm. They let you know this is what we do in our. Unless when they start saying niggas, that's when exactly. Afro. I, I never agree with this whole Afro Latinas are black because if that's the case, every motherfucker on this world is black. We all derive from Africa. We all have yeah. African descent. And I think that's, you know, that's part of where, like, the confusion comes in because, again, the term black, you know what I'm saying? Everyone, because some Afro-Latinos do say I am black. Some Cubans say I am black. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it, so I think that term, everyone has a different meaning for meaning That's just it. some culture. And I think shit. also when we say black, we need to specify that we're saying American black. You know what I'm saying? Because even if we Africans, some Africans don't consider themselves black. Exactly. So I'm like, I think that term alone, it just, it's too much mixy, mashy, whatever. Because the fact of the matter, and I've always told people, it really is not that confusing. One, stop acknowledging the one drop rule. That shit is racist. (laughs) Two, for real, people got to let that go. You cannot be 25% black talking about you black. Adonis is not black. Oh, Drake. Drake's son. son Adonis is not black. Damn, what is he? He has biracial. black. He multiracial. It, he has black in him, mm-hmm. but he ain't black. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. And I love Drake. Y'all know I love Drake with all my heart. But is no, Drake black? Drake is black because Drake is about fifty. I would say if you fifty percent, I'll call you black. So twenty five percent is not enough to me. No, because that's one grandparent, right? Kilo there, yeah. <laughs> that's like what the hell. Mm. You removed. Are you black because you're African? Are you black? I, you, and then let's get into that. Mm-hmm. I'm black because I grew up the majority of my life in America. Okay. That's what made me a black American. Mm-hmm. Because I grew up in America. Mm-hmm. That's what made me black. Other than that, yes, I'm Nigerian. Now, if I grew up in Nigeria, I wouldn't. I can't say, oh, I'm just black. Am I black? 
Let me know what to claim. No, let me know what to claim because I grew up half of my life in Nigeria. Half half of yeah, I'm 27 and I left Nigeria well, when I was 13. So that's half and half. The majority, the rest of your life, I it's assume, is going to be in America. Yeah. So eventually your blackness will match up. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> I mean, no. I think what, seriously though, it's just kind of like, I've never understood this. Because at the end of the day, if you can't say as a race, I'm always going to be consistently black, then your race, then your nationality, your ethnicity is not a black race. Mm-hmm. What do you define that. as black though? I define black people that have clear black phenotype. Okay. Clear black genotype and that displays of, its phenotype. And, and there's some Afro-Latino that they look like niggas. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So what are they? Are they black? They are black presenting Latinas. For real. The only even reason that I even be so strong about like as Africans they don't count because shit, we more black than niggas. At the end of the day, it's like the is is it's the variation from But don't forget that the Afro Latinas, their Afro comes from 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 being African. I know that. Yeah. But it's like it's a whole separate culture that is more leaned toward Latin culture. Yeah. And it's a lot of it be Latin and African culture, though. Yes. So be Latin and African. Right. But you're not black American. So, so that was my key point. Is when a lot of times, especially when you and we're talking about this podcast, you're mainly referring to Black American, especially the yeah. cultural aspect. I mean, yes, of course, the cultural There's aspect. Black, you it know, is the black. It is a Black American culture you're referring yes, to. You're dark skin, right? You got when you say phenotypes, you say features. It's like, yeah. gee, but there's even some, that, even that, I just still feel like the phenotype and genotype. It's kind of like it's an anomaly. It is not of the race. Because even when you look at some East Africans, some East Africans, they don't, you know, West Africans, we we, yeah. we look more black. And it's like, again, that term, East Africans are also black. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because East Africans, they're Eritreans, um, Ethiopians, but Sudan is also in East Africa. That yeah. motherfucker's black. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you know, we. it's just the term of blackness is, is just, it's, it's a heavy word, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone uses it in a different way, which is why I'm like, okay, let's specify when we say black, we're referring to American black. Because even when you look at some history, you look at some pictures, there's some indigenous Australians. Oh, yeah. They black. Everybody you know in this Asians world Asians and shit in the black. villages. And that's Those why I say, got afros with the fat nose. That's geez. why I say I don't understand how we accept Puerto Ricans and Cubans and Dominicans, but we don't accept Indians and Cambodians. I see what you're saying. And shit. That's what I'm like, because what are y'all basing it off of? Mm-hmm. If you're basing it off curly hair and dark skin... Cambodians is curly head and dark skin. The only thing I could say, and you know, this is just me being open-minded and just thinking, you know, the only thing that they may be able to base it off of is, you know, I think they could closely relate some parts of their culture to Africa. So, like, we know in Brazil, there is a Yoruba group of people there, right? Because I know even, um... Um, the Oba of Oyo Oba of Ibadan. He went there because there's yeah. a part where they do speak Yoruba. They even practice the Yoruba um, religion as yeah. well. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, y'all have the Yoruba culture. Y'all speak the Yoruba language. That's your Yoruba and Brazilian, if mm. that makes sense. Right? So I think maybe that's why some, you know, Cuban, you know, because I have some clients who they've gone to Cuba and they're like, oh, yeah, they practice the Yoruba culture. And like even a lot of their music is influenced by Africa. You they know what do saying? that all over the world, though. 
but it's it's closely related and heavily. You know, all over the world, all yes. All over the world. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, but it's like even when you listen to some Latin music, you hear it a little bit quicker in the in, in the beat, in the stuff, compared yes. to when you listen to maybe some other like Afro-Australian and Afro-Indian, Afro... Because even Indians too, they be Guyanese. I'm like, what the fuck is Guyanese, G? And they be Caribbean, but they're Indians at the same time, but they're Jamaicans. You Guyanese. know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's... Oh, Guyanese, that's how you say it. Wow, I said Guyanese. Sorry. But, <laughs> but you get my point. You know, so... I I get what you're saying. I definitely, I am upset about how Latina women talk, right? And how they view us black women. They view themselves as better better than us. And we have to fault black men for that. Because black men be like, oh yeah, you know, I like crazy bitches, but they gotta be Mexican though. They gotta be Hispanic. Yes. And, and the funny part to me, if we get into it, what black men like about Latin women is their culture. They like mm. that they speak Spanish to them. That's what it is. They like that it's something different. That's what it they is. They like that it's yellow Spanish rice and conporarizo and parillo and all that <laughs> shit. That's what they like. Santoria. That's what they like. <laughs> they like feeling ethnic. And I think they're here. They but like if me, here. I come and say, Edra, Jack Begri, Pelua, they're going to be like, girl, get the African shit out of my face. Yeah. It's, That's why it's I dislike black. about black people. It's too black. That's why I dislike about blackness at times. Because it's like, we pick an acceptable blackness. It wasn't until 2020 that we was like, it's cool to be Nigerian. Gee, one of my cousins actually posted on Facebook, because I know his brother's listening, um, but he posted that, oh, yeah, black women are losing... White women are winning. It was something relating to that, like, oh, yeah, black women, this is why white women. And it's a part of me wanted to, like, go in. A part of me was like, should I text them separately? But I'm just like, why? Why should I? Because you got a black African mama, G. Your mama a Nigerian, your grandmama Nigerian, your great-grandma, your your sister, your aunties, your daddy. Bitch, I'm like, you're surrounded and grew up with Nigerians. Where in your brain did you say, did you get... Where? I, I, like, why? And I've always wanted to tell men, because men always try to be like, well, black women date white men. Let me tell y'all something. When a white, when a black man date a white woman, you dilute the race. Mm-hmm. You letting the race go somewhere. When a black woman is with a white man, we're bringing them into the race. Mm-hmm. We're advancing the race. Because guess what? The baby come from us. It come from the woman. So if you decide to go be with a white woman, you're taken away from your blackness. And it's quite unfortunate because I hear from a lot of women who date white men. Mm-hmm. It's like they were almost pushed to date white men. Because we can't, like... You know what I'm saying? For like, women it, it wasn't to be like, with white men, it take a lot. Yeah, it wasn't like that was their first choice. Because, you know, the, the, the group that we are in on Facebook, Black Women Are Censored, a few of them do talk about the interracial relationship, and they do mention, like, oh, I never saw myself... What a, what a, whatever the, man. Like, dating outside of my race, like, what? what you know what I'm saying? But it's like, I, should I find me a great man? I got to put that race shit aside, and we're going to do with that, what, you know, what I'm damn is. near next. I be having a vision sometimes of me being with some nice white man. Damn. Cause I'm tired of you niggas. Damn. I love y'all, but y'all irritate me. Good luck with that. I can't be with a Chinese, Japanese, with an Indian. Do if Afro Indian, they got Afro Indian. I've been saying the Afro Indian. Y'all thought I was playing. Okay. <laughs> Continue. What's next? Next on what's what's next on the list? Next on the list. <laughs> All right. So, you guys, if you guys are on Instagram in Illinois, in Texas, they told y'all y'all hoes ugly and you got to deal with it. Damn. So they said face cards been declining ever since. 
damn, Fizz card is not valid anymore. That's it. All of a sudden, the limits exist. Mm-mm-mm. So, guys, what we're talking about is that there has been a new bill to ban face-altering filters in Texas and in Illinois. Mm. That's it. That's all. I ain't going to lie. Y'all. What is the reason, though? They said because um, because of artificial intelligence. Right. Technology, you are not able to recognize people from the filters. Mm-hmm. First of all, that's a reach. Let's start there. <laughs> no, like, first of all, like, let's stop acting like my face is that much different. Mm. Because actually when it happened, I had to go down the rabbit hole and be like, this is me with a filter. This is me without. This is me with. Because I was like, damn, this is how I look. I ain't going to lie. I've been looking at people. I mean, that's. I'm not going to lie. There was a time where, like, I had to kind of retrain myself not to. I mean, before now, but I had to retrain myself not to always use filters. Because after a while, you really get used to like, oh, this yeah. is how I look. This is cute. This is sexy. But when you see yourself without the filter, you're like, damn. I've been looking at people like, boy, we 30. Damn, you saying you see the, 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 I they see the see their aging? Even in myself, no shade, no tea. I see it. Damn. I've been seeing people post shade. I'm like, good. Bravery. Exactly. Openness. Show yourself. But Listen. for real, for real, I do see the difference. I see it in myself. I'm like, damn, bitch, this is how you look, round face and I mean, shit. Listen, maybe on, on, the, on the broader side, it would definitely build up your self-confidence in yourself and make yes. you love your natural self again. Yes, yes for real. Because it, I, I definitely think that, you know, filters and shit, it is almost kind of like, damn, I forgot how we look. Like, I don't even remember what my real photogenic Natural, self, yeah. Like, this is the, that's why you be looking and be like, ooh, I look horrible. But it's like, you actually don't. But it's like, damn, this is always what I look this like. Is, uh, yeah, this is your natural. And those filters, they do be a lot. Besides the artificial, artificial intelligence, whatever, oh, because of crime and whatever. But it's just like, they be so too fixing your face up. Yeah. It be like, this is my face. This what it look like. Like, they get, a, get rid of every imperfection. It's like, damn. Like, thank you, but... But, you know, let me keep my normal face. Let me keep my normal face. So people said they've been running to Snapchat. Snapchat still got it. I've always liked Snapchat filters better, though. I never really use Instagram filters, quite frankly. Snapchat filters are better because when they do a good altering, it's not like, that ain't you no more. It's like, okay, it's like the right amount of Botox. Mm. <laughs> Would you ever get Botox? No, I don't like how it look on people. Mm. Would you get? Would, would you ever get any enhancement, any tuning up, any fixing, any? If I ever was to get something done, I would get my stomach removed, like a st- not like my stomach physically removed, but like my gut physically, like like lipo. shrink, like made smaller. Because yeah. you know they do that. Would you yeah. do that? I would do like a lipo. Yeah, I would definitely. Is that do included lipo. in lipo? Like when they make your your stomach smaller, like the gastric band uh-huh. and stuff? I don't know. I don't think so. I think they sometimes they just put the band and then the weight just naturally starts. It's also like make your stomach small so that you don't eat as much. Was that oh? What do you, you just saying? You just want like tummy tuck. Oh, that's true. That's the verbiage. Like, is it tummy tuck and look lipo, gastric, whatever? That's no, the I whole. Think I want lipo because I think the frame of my body is solid. Like, but okay. I just think I just have fat. Okay. Okay. So I want lipo, lipo. For me, I'll get breast segmentation. Okay. I mean, after having baby, those girls are not the same anymore. Damn. Gee, they're not. I used to be so proud of my breasts. You did. You was happy about them shirts. Girl, hell yeah. Dude, I got compliments left and right. What you mean? What's the compliment you got? Girl, those girls were standing. They were attention. Who gave you those compliments? Both men and women. No, I'm not saying I'm, I'm out there like that, but <laughs> come on. 
No, but you know what I'm mean? like. Even our mom's friends, like, oh, you're like, oh, girl, you're. You said your mom's friends. That's our mom's friends. Oh. Like, oh, like, oh, girl, you're, you're, you know, they're, 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 at, they're standing. Did I ever give you that compliment? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I said friends. I didn't say you. I have other friends. No, when you said amongst friends, I was wondering if I oh, was among. I don't know. Did you? Do you feel like you have? I don't think I. I don't think you did either. So. Maybe no. Oh, your breasts are wonderful. <laughs> it's too late for that bitch. <laughs> no, they're they're beautiful. Thanks, thanks. They're a source of life. They sure are, boy. Source of. Oh, you know what? I'm actually slowly not re- I'm not breastfeeding anymore. <gasps> I've not breastfed him in a couple of days, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's also hard for me because, you know, it's just also like a natural instinct to, like, want to breastfeed to comfort him, even besides the feeding part, but to, like, to comfort him. And I have to, like, tell myself, no, it's okay. You know, like, he's about to be a year and a half soon, like, in a few months, you know? But, yeah. I, I see. I think he's also crying a lot because of that. I know people that breastfeed their babies well till like, four years old. Right. That's a lot. And I'd be like, baby, my child can't be standing and stuck in my dick. My, I mean... So, Bitch, what? Breast. What? <laughs> edit, edit. Ooh. Sorry, it's because like suck my usually that works. We see, out. we see where your mind be at. Mm. Sorry, that sounded crazy. Yeah. Anyway, let's okay. Wow, should we call him a legend? Bitch, <laughs> in this podcast industry. You know, like what? Like we we had no. Let's not laugh. No, this is serious right now. Damn. It was legend for me. <laughs> so, in case you don't know, Kevin Samuels he passed away. Uh, rest in peace. Bitch, not the parts. Rest in peace, rest in peace. Rest in peace. No, I'm not going to move past that. I'm not moving past that. Don't rush me. Bitch, you... We're sorry. Okay, no. Because, you know, people have... No, like, seriously. No, all jokes are sad. He passed away, I think, last week. Yeah. It was last week. Um, Basically, one of his friends, they saw him. They didn't hear from him. I know his frat brothers were like, we have have not heard from him. One of his friends? It was friends, no. He had that? No, now let's respect the dead. No, I'm asking because I didn't hear that it was a friend. I just who do you think it was? I just heard the police was called from his hole that was right. there. Yeah, it was like who called the police? It was friends that called the police. No, it was the, the nurse slash concubine he was with. Are you sure? That's who called the police. Who was the friend? Oh, I thought I was saying friends no. like his, like his frat brothers. No, were his like, frat we brothers confirmed. We that. haven't like heard from him in a little minute. Talk to that man. They can't but anyway, talk to him. He was found and they said he had a cardiac arrest. Was it not cardiac arrest? Yeah. Cardiac arrest. And he was like, what, 56? Yeah. In his 50s, like mm-hmm. late 50s. So was his nurse? He had a nurse? No, it was the concubine he was with. That called? She just so happened to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. So she called the police? Because mm, he evidently, ch- like, arrested on top of her. Girl, you ain't reading to the story. Yeah, he he arrested in top of, on top of her, which has to be traumatic. No, because I was here reading that. I mean, there was different news, right? Because people were like, is he dead? He's not dead. Is he dead? He's not dead. But the one I saw, it was like he was alone in the apartment. Mm-mm. 
like he was alone in an apartment. You know, me and you also saying like it's not a shame that like upon all the stuff he was saying, like this man was found dead alone. No, he wasn't alone in the apartment. He he cardiac arrested on top of that Hispanic girl. I'm gonna look at another Afro Latina. I'm I'm the one and, that that fit his. Yeah, and she's somewhat of she was she claims to be a nurse, and she asked the hotel for a defibrillator. It was like a thing she tried to save him. Are you kidding me? For real. That's Damn. what happened. Anyway, well, he passed away. He was 56 years old. He died from cardiac arrest. Um, and, you know, this is also just causing controversy as well on social media, right? People are talking about it. People are laughing about it. You know, I know, uh, what's her name? Lisa Ray was mm. saying that, you know, like, that's karma. Like, she spoke negatively about black women. Like, now do you expect us to kind of cry and feel Ooh. bad about him that he's dead? Um, even Jamal Bryant, which is Giselle Bryant. Giselle from uh, Real House of Potomac, her ex-husband, the pastor man, he kind of used him as a sermon. Jamal had no business speaking on him. That though. was trashy, because I feel yeah. like you should have used that as a sermon way before he died. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was trash. Like, I, I do agree, because, you know, basically in his sermon, he was saying that, oh, a man that is saying that you're 35 women and your life is over and that you are at the bottom and you're, you know, because that's the things he was saying. And it was just like, that's not true. I get it. That's not true because you're a child of God and blah, blah, blah. Woo, woo. You still have, you know what I mean? But if you wanted to say that, you should have been said that. That's what I'm saying. You should have been said that. You know what I'm saying? And then he was basically saying like, oh, now nah, the man is dead, whatever. But it's like from you that you got like eight, nine, ten kids. Okay. You got like 12 baby mamas. You a serial cheater. You paying child support. You're not a married pastor. You know what I'm saying? Because that's nothing. Like, you're a, you, you're a religious leader. You're not married. So people do wonder, like, if you're not married, who giving you some sex? Because he is a serial cheater. He definitely is. He definitely is. So, basi- how do you feel about, I don't know, say about his death or about, like, how social media is responding to it? Well, well I'll say this. When I first saw it, because I saw it early on the back pages, mm-hmm. um, I was shocked. I definitely was shocked. You know, I, I can't even stun. I was like, oh. Oh my goodness, Kevin Samuels. That's yeah. crazy. Um, because it just was shocking. It's like he's he's very prevalent on social media. I don't follow him because I don't believe in his rhetoric, but I knew he was prevalent on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I would never wish death on anybody. I do think the way that people are kind of like, uh huh, you dead. That's just not cool. It's just not cool. So you said apartment, you said hotel. It was on apartment, G. At Airbnb, right? Or his apartment. It was his apartment. Mm. Then he was saying to the hospital. I've heard different ass shit. Like his apartment, his Airbnb, but whatever. He was with some girl. Um, But I just think that I wouldn't wish death on him, you know, and I wouldn't celebrate somebody's death. However, I think this this whole situation is just such a testament to mm-hmm. living how you, how you live your life. Because at the end of the day, if Kevin Samuels... Um, was a positive and a positive influence in the black community. We wouldn't be having these discussions. Of course, come on. Nipsey died. We uh-huh. was sad. Exactly. Kobe died. We was sad. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sydney Portier died. We was sad. We spoke highly of them. Shit, Betty White died. We was sad. Right. We spoke. Uh, so to me, it's just kind of like, just I respect the dead in terms of they are not alive to speak up. Right. Their journey with God is over. So there's no, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, it's God's decision mm-hmm. now. But for me, it's just kind of like, if you had lived your life, a life that was worth celebrating, you would be celebrated. Absolutely. So. Because it's like, okay, now I do want to talk about like, okay, some of the things that he said made sense, right? 
like I don't think 100% of the things he said was trash, right? Mm. But for me, it's like obviously his target audience of abuse and demeaning were black black women. Yeah, he thought it was funny. It, it wasn't like, oh, women in general. It wasn't like white women. And it's back, he, it was a black woman. It was definitely black women. Now, yes, every now and then he would go in on a, on, a, on a man and like, you know, whatever. But it was many black women. Yep. And also his tone, his delivery. It wasn't like, okay, you know what, black woman, let me like talk to y'all. Talk to y'all. Like, you know what, as men, this is what we see. You know, as men, y'all need to do this better. It was on some like, oh, you you had a kid, you trash. Or oh, you 35, or you trash. Or like, you already had sex. Why are you trying to hold out? A man should be able to do this and still fuck you. And, you know, like things of that nature. You were spewing out negativity. It, it wasn't yeah. even like, oh, like, and it's like, you were just trying, I don't know if he was trying to, he was being extreme. Clickbait, for sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, is it just for clickbait? You know what I'm saying? Like, he definitely was clickbait. You, you know, you saying you this top tier man, you know, you wear suits. High value. Expe- high value man, you wear suits, you this and that, whatever. And it's just like, you were found dead in your apartment. It's like, do your life have value if people don't mourn it? Sorry to say. Like, we know his mom is going to mourn him. His daughter, he has a daughter. He's he been married twice. He's divorced twice. Um, yeah. So, you know, I don't necessarily want to, like, go in and talk negatively about him. But, it's like, that's the legacy he left behind. And then just people, y'all new male podcasters out there, y'all trying to, you know, be Kevin Samuels Jr. and carry on a legacy. Y'all need, like, come on. Y'all need to do better, please. It just is a lesson that's, like, there's no good that comes from degrading black women. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we are the ones that carry grief. Mm-hmm. You think niggas be on the internet like, man, rest in peace. Oh, he's such a good... That's a woman thing. Men join in, but it's women that carry that. It's women that lead that. So basically, basically they said that, you know, from the night before, he complained of chest pain. Trust me, if you had a good black woman reach you... She would say, take your ass to the hospital. Taking care of you. It's a shame. It, it, it was just it's so it was, the way it happened. It was just so sudden. It was very sudden. Like, wait, what? He's dead. I just woke up and I was like, "Whoa, shit!" Like, he's dead. Like, just like that. Listen, this life is short. Like, whatever time that you have in this life, G, use it wisely. Use it to do good. Be a good person. Why cause harm? Be good, G. Give out positivity in any like yeah you could keep it real you could talk shit we do the same shit but come on now like it's definitely a lesson in legacy because it just makes you feel like to me I think one some some of the striking things was like there was nobody to confirm that you're dead we spent two three days trying to even figure out if it was true or not mm-hmm. and it wasn't like a, oh we can't identify the remains or some shit like that it was like bruh. Nobody is close enough to you to understand your daily life pattern. Yep. God forbid, but there is like absolutely at least three to four people that can attest to. Oh, Dami, I ain't heard from her today. That would be like, hey, off. are you okay? Yeah. He's the next day, like, hey, what's going on? It that's it's not. Some people ain't gonna wait till the next day. I get people that four hours into the day, they like, bro, it's twelve o'clock. I ain't heard from you. What's tea? You get what I'm saying? So exactly. it's it, it's really like, it just shows you that he didn't have a, a fulfilled love life or a life with loved ones. For his, yeah. own, his own mother found out on social media. Yeah, yeah. God, like, the he, stuff you were saying on social media, he really lived by it. Yeah. So, sorry to say, but rest in peace to that man. Rest in peace. I don't want to say, like, we don't care. I hope he's able to. You know, I hope that, you know, this is what judgment is about. Judgment Day. 
It is not on us to judge. Yeah. It is on his creator. Mm-hmm. It is on the ultimate person. So anyway, he passed away. We'll see if it's gonna be something. Maybe there's gonna be a new Kevin Samuels. We'll see. Y'all need to end that shit. That whole era of men getting on the internet talking about women, y'all need to end mm-hmm. that shit. Let mm-hmm. this be a lesson. End that shit. Yep. All right. Um, let's go to our favorite favorite segment of the day. Analodo, somebody who is a dumbass, stupid, makes poor decisions, comparable to a donkey. Olodo rabata, woo, fast. All right, so our Lodo of the day, of the week, is Ari Fletcher. That's her last name, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, about a week or two ago, I think about two weeks ago, um, she was having an event at a club, and her son was there. And the event was at a club, and she was shaking her butt. And he was shake, she was shaking her butt stripper style. It wasn't yeah, like she was twerking on a woman. You know, you know, you know, we got so many dances in the black culture, African culture, where you shaking your butt. But it was on some. It was twerking, and she was twerking on another woman. Right? It was at the club. It wasn't the right setting. Like, what do people do in the club? Motherfuckers show their ass out in the club. Mm-hmm. And her son was literally right there beside her, playing with a balloon. Now people are going in, right? People are like. Oh no, she's rich, she got money, he good, whatever, whatever. You know, she has to, at least she take care of her son, at least she's there with her son. But the other hand, it's like this is not the right or healthy environment to have your child. Because we literally just talked about this a few minutes ago. Environment yeah. a child is in. You know, what as parents, what we do in front of the kids. Yeah. For me as a parent, it's just even you as a teacher, you know, like this is straight up a load of behavior because it's like, why you got your son in the club? Yeah. Why are you shaking your ass right there? Yeah. You know, like, I believe in showing, like, affection in front of kids, you know, between you and your partner, whatever that looks like, whether it's kissing, touching, holding, feeling, whatever. But that, that was some whole shit. I'm sorry, G. It just was like, for me, because everybody was like, oh, it's a private event. Here's the thing. Y'all be showing him too much of yourself too quick. People Mm -hmm. don't be having enough, like, respect for themselves in front of their children. Because for me, it's like... Yeah, I live a regular life. And yes, eventually my child will know my full self. But just off the strip, it's just like you do have to have an image in front of your kid. And mm-hmm. I think people don't understand that you have to have you have to present an image in front of children. Because at the end of the day, kids are a reflection of you. Yeah. And, you know, even if you've been a fuck up your whole life, your kid ain't met you until they met you. Mm-hmm. Be who you want them to be. That's just it. Even if you've been this way your whole life, you they, your kid don't know that. Mm. Be who you want. Be mm. who you want them to see. Be what you want them to see. And I just think that like she do it all the time. Like if you know Ari and them, mm-hmm. that wasn't like a, the first time. Oh my god, they twerk. They 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 party in front of your son. They smoke in front of your son. It's not no new thing. But it's like at some point in older, what do you think he's gonna pick up on? What do you think he going to say? Like, what do you really want his first real conversation? Because kids will say the shit in a way that's like, it'll humble you. Remember when um, the situation with Ari and... Um, Aina? It? Aina? Taina. I'm like, Aina's. Okay, Taina's. Ta- Taina. <laughs> and, you know, your your son talked about it. He was like, yeah, she's mean. I don't like how I want to call the police and shoot her or something I like that. I want to shoot her. You know what I mean? It's like that statement. 
that alone is like, what languages is he hearing? That's what I said. I said, shoot. He's a three-year-old boy. Why Why? Why is that the verbiage he's using? I'm like, damn, like, now I want to hit you. I want to fight and, you. And it's sad because, like, now when you do certain behavior, because, you know, people are now saying, oh, let's have a petition for Jehovah to have the child for full custody, which primary custody. Which is wrong. Which is wrong, but it's like, it's those behaviors that lead to that. But it's like, no, Herb cannot keep that boy. We know that. We saying that based on like, okay, because we know he ain't finna be home. He ain't finna take whatever. But it's like, it's that behavior. Like, motherfuckers could take her to court and use that as evidence. For real. You know what I'm saying? It's that behavior that it's like, all right. So right there, you now you're saying, all right. Unfit mother. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I'm not saying she's an unfit mom. Ari loves your son. And I don't want this to sound like that. Ari loves your son. Ari does what she can for your son. I, I think a lot of parents do love you know their kids, saying? but they don't know how to provide a healthy environment but for their kids. Here's the thing, and I think this is part of what is like, you know, beautiful in the new age. A lot of people be not mature enough to have kids. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, real talk, we be, I really don't think a lot of people are even in the state of, I can chill my life for my kid until at least 27, 28. Mm-hmm. But I, even then, they still don't know how to Even do it. then, a lot of them still don't. But at that age, you could, I think by then, usually people are like, okay, I've partied enough mm-hmm. or I've done something or I had a little bit of a youth. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, again, it can go either way. But by usually around that age, people are ready to slow down right. on their lifestyle. Closer to 30, yeah. You know what I mean? And I just, she had that baby at what, 22, 23? Yeah. She never and she's an Instagram model. Yeah. It's her lifestyle. Yeah. And I just think she doesn't know how to say. Separate it. To separate it at times. At times. Because I don't want this to be like a condemnation of her parenting. Mm-hmm. She does the best she can with that boy. You can see it. Yeah. Your son is smart. He's vocal. It's definitely he a condemnation stuff. of con- condemning her parenting at that moment. At that moment. Because I'm definitely con- condemning at that, that moment. at that moment. At that moment. I don't, I don't think like 100% overall she's a horrible mother or bad parents, you know. But sometimes as parents, I also just catch this within myself. Like, even I tell his dad, like, let's try and be cautious not to curse too much. Because I personally dislike when kids, like, that's like the, you see three, four, five-year-olds, like, their vocabulary is cursing you. One of my students fell on school today. The first thing he said was fuck. You know what I'm saying? For me, Mm -hmm. I'm just like, ugh. You know what I mean? Like, so it's just like. Even me as a parent, I have to, like, teach and, like, retrain and tell myself and be cautious about that. Like, okay, even, like, certain things is, like, no, like, I'm not going to do certain things or say certain things in front of him. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's hard, but you do have to, like, you you have your child, you put that child first, you know? Facts. So it's just, like, you, it's, like, ain't no way she, are you trying, is she trying to say she couldn't ask her mama? But people said, this is the thing, people did say it was a family event. So it seemed like it was, like, a family thing that she booked a club for. Uh, but, but, uh, what yeah. made it inappropriate? Because honestly, your son seemed very, un, you know what I mean? It was just like, whatever. What made it inappropriate was the dancing. Absolutely. Because nobody else was there. It was really just her family and friends. Absolutely. So that's what made it inappropriate. And people don't be knowing that it do be little shit like that. It do, like, because as you said, being a teacher, kids pick up the things at home. So little. At home. Every little thing. And a uh, home where to sleep and whatever. Every Which little is supposed thing. to be the safest and the best place ever. You know what I'm saying? So. Just, and they pick it up so quick. Family garden gathering or not. You say shit and they pick it up so quick and it's like, damn, I ain't want y'all to think that. Because today I said it. Today, um, the bus driver, our bus drivers was tripping. So one of the bus drivers was like, if y'all don't get here, we finna leave y'all. Like they called the school. It was a whole thing. And I said out loud, she ain't gonna do nothing. 
because we ain't going to pay her if she leave. I just said it out loud, like, she leaves, she ain't getting her check, period. Mm-hmm. The kids ran with that. <laughs> the kids was, that best driver not going to get paid. She oh ain't going to leave us. But, and I was just like, damn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all not supposed to be running mm-hmm. on this bus. Mm-hmm. That was a me thing. And it's just like, it really be that quick. It be that... Like, damn, I ain't mean me. This ain't this in front of y'all for real. I was talking to the adults out loud. Mm-hmm. You just heard me. And that's just how quick kids imitate you. Absolutely. And adopt your ideology. Absolutely. So it's like, yeah, y'all, be careful. Please be careful around your children. Because if I got to go downtown and see them 15, 16-year-olds vandalizing downtown again. Girl. I'm telling you, I'm going to call the police on them kids. Girl. Absolutely. Because it's ridiculous that people don't have curfews for their kids. At all hours of the night, they vandalize downtown. Yep. Girl, if I, downtown, I was thinking, you know how we, we used to go downtown. Yeah. We used to hop on a red line and go downtown. Downtown is not beautiful anymore. Downtown is not what it used to be. Like, so, during summertime, after six. After six. The malls, were, the, you know, the little stores were open. The water tower with the hood now. Girl, downtown is. It's ghetto. ghetto. It's like, damn, they finna cut. They finna cut off the red lines. Mm-hmm. Play with them. They gonna cut, cut, cut y'all off from being able to even get down there. All right, let's go to our care for the culture. All right, you guys. So we have um, two care for the cultures this week, actually. So one for care for the culture is actually Wallow. Um, Wallow is a podcaster on the show. Earn Your Leisure, mm-hmm. um, hosted by Wallow and Gilly the Kid. And Wallow has been, part part of his podcasting journey has been explaining to a lot of upcoming rappers how to stay Young safe, niggas. how to, mm-hmm. to stay away from the street life, how to make right choices. Wallow himself spent 20 years in federal prison, mm-hmm. and there's been a lot of clips going viral of him talking to Young Dirk. More recently, a viral clip came up of him telling Young Thug, warning him about what has happened today. And, you know, as we spoke about earlier, it's just a lot. We need more elders in the community that are open, that are telling people, this is not right. This is what you should do. Absolutely. This is the best thing for you. So we got to acknowledge that as part of our care for the culture. And I do want to add, because, like, you know, this young kid nowadays, they obviously don't listen to their moms. They don't listen to their uncles, aunts. They don't listen to us, you know? Yeah. But it's like, he lived that hood, straight nigga lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? He was in prison for 20 years. And it's like, he's talking from experience. He mentioned how, you know, a kid, you know, came to jail and it's like the kid came to him like, oh, my mama knew, knows you, whatever, you know. And the mom is like, all right, call me. He called the mom and he looked over the kid's case and it's like, your son ain't c- coming out in 50 years. Like 2073, your son ain't coming out. Damn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and he also talked about letting go. I think that's one thing. Black people, we have a struggle of letting go, especially when violence is involved. He said his big brother was shot. That was, was murdered. Uh, that was dirt interview was that the interview right mm-hmm. he was shot and died in his nana's arms and he said he had to let that go because if not he would be back in jail he'd be back in prison not jail he would be in back in prison but it's like now i'm able he's able to take care of his brother's daughter he's able to take care of his nana you know what i'm saying like let that be your redemption yeah. Like, violence is not the answer, G. Like, yeah. motherfuckers be like, oh, I chose violence today. I, woo, woo, I'm keeping 100. I'm a gangster. Like, 
G. Like, that don't forget the people you're leaving it. behind. That shit is not worth it. Like, your life is going to be over, G. And in prison and solitude, like, what? So care for the culture for him for that. Because we need to hear voices like that. Clap for him. second care for the culture is actor Harry Lennox. Now everybody heard that name and they said who? Harry Lennox um, remember him from Stomp the Yard. He played Christopher uh, what's his name? Columbus Short's uncle in Atlanta. That was that man. So actor Harry Lennox receives a $26 million grant to develop a performing arts center in Bronzeville. That's amazing. This is super near and dear to my heart. Not only am I huge on performing arts and stuff, I actually live in Bronzeville right now. Mm -hmm. So I cannot wait to see it. And I just have always felt that like what enriches communities is giving people things to do. That's the pro- That's part of the problem in black communities. Mm-hmm. We don't got shit to do. Yeah, it's nothing. It's no resources. It's no extracurriculars. It's no, no community centers. It's nothing in a lot of black communities. What is that saying? It says like a, a an idle mind is uh, the devil. Is the devil's playground. Absolutely. And that's exactly what it is. You know that that's why kids downtown all hours at night fucking shit up because they're not reading books. Yeah. So shout out to him because we we need that and I love that like. I love when people bring things to Chicago because she'd be in New York and bring it, Yeah, and bring it back to the community that raised you. Okay, period. Because we need that. All right, that's it for today. We went a little bit longer than usual, but, you know, we have to come back. Every time we come back, we try to give you a little bit more. You know, a little extra tea. A little something to spice to make up for the break. Yes, ma'am. Um, So I have a quote, and we spoke about legacy a lot today. And my quote is from Martin Luther King. And he said, whatever your life's work is, do it well. A man should do his job so well that the living, the dead, and the born could do it no better. Period. So be careful of what you do. Be aware of what you do. Whatever your legacy is, like, it's going to stay with you, dead or alive. Mm. And this is Gloss Cultured. Anyways, life's great, pussy still good. Still eating cake, wishing that a bitch would. Got my foot up on their necks as a bitch should.